Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, yeah, the, the, the talking about the, you know, who do we have access to in our phone that if we did a random hip hop survey or just a random like pop culture survey, who is the most famous person that we could text that would get a response back? And so like one time I did, you know, we were talking about like, do black men swim? Mm. You know, and like I didn't learn until like fourth grade. My dad doesn't know how to swim. Yeah, I'm not a good swimmer. You know, I guess swimmer. It, it is, yeah, it is what it is. So I, I did a, I texted everybody from like Mast Ace to Tajay to Chip Fu mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of different ones and asked them if they swam. And the ones who have traveled more yep. can swim. Yeah. Or the ones who grew up as Islanders can swim. Yep. A lot of the inner city cats, don't swim. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was I, I, got, I, got, I have friends who like grew up in Inglewood, for instance. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we didn't really go to the beach until, yeah. you know, <laughs> walking around at Venice. And, and still, it wasn't even like yeah. a thing. Um, and then, yeah, swimming pools. Like, you know, we were always after the empty ones. So. Right, right. <laughs> for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you texted Russell Simmons right now, because I know we're talking about that you, you know, you connected with him and asked him like a random Beastie Boys trivia question. Do you think he'd respond? Judging by the past, he he might respond. Yeah, he might respond. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, shit. Um, yeah, it's a trip. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like at this point, it was a couple of years ago that we were uh, connected right. and whatnot. But um, he'd probably still remember your name though. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Like we, you know, we were talking and texting and like for a while for about. Uh, music stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. Look at it. We're just in here. I'm in here with my man DJ Drez, and we go back. We were probably he's probably one of my, my most favorite roommates to tour with. Oh, that's easy, man. <laughs> Absolutely, hands down. <laughs> you know. Um, and this is season two of Art to Empire Radio, episode one. So we're gonna get in this intro, and then we're gonna get into this man's life legacy career, focusing on how he's turned his art and arts into career. Yo.
Yeah. You know, every good podcast should have a good intro song, and if you can make it yourself, it's even better, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and being a big special ed fan, how could I have? I mean, that was that's been in my in my brain from day one. Man, special ed should be part of the the in in the regular conversation of of hip hop and um, and uh, influence. Yes. And he's not. As no. much as you should be, I was I was thinking about that the other day um, about the producers that are the same couple producers that are talked about over right. and over and over. And with all re respect, do they deserve it? And there are just others that right. are so influential, right? Like whatever, large professor, or whatever. I say that because like it was yeah. his birthday yesterday or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. There's or, two of them. Who was it? Was it large professor and premier? There was um, two dope oh, producers oh, really? on the same birthday oh, I saw on the post. But um, and not only that, but I just gotta say this: Diggable Planets yeah. has some of the most beautifully produced records that aren't talked about, and yeah. I, and that's just weird to me. So who so, was the pr producer? Was it Butterfly? I was. I'm assuming Butterfly, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, check it out. <laughs> we here. We can we could talk about so many things for so long, but we're really gonna. We're going to do our best to hone in on sharing the gems and insights um, from my man DJ Drez and his career um, as an artist because it's, it's woven in so many different lanes. I met him over here deep, deep, deep in the hip hop, and he was part of the what I call the big homies because when I came into the game as a tour manager, young rapper, like when I was with Drez and AC Alone and Abstract Root, I was the young homie. Yeah. Like. Yeah. My skill was driving and making sure everybody got there safe, and mm -hmm. I was honing my, my rap skills and, and all that stuff. I wasn't even producing back then. So, you know, we watched each other get some grays. We got some gray, got mm -hmm. some hair, got some kids. Yep. So let's set it off, man. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is DJ Drez. Some people call me Dr. Easy, and um, I've been DJing a while. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's uh, like... It's 2023. I DJed my first club in 93. So wow. that's 30 years ago. It's kind of crazy to think about it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yep. Because what, what, uh, uh, just a little side note, you know, it made, it made, made me think of um, this uh, Quincy Jones quote that I heard not too long ago. And it's something like, in every 60 year old is a 20 year old thinking, how did I get here? Right. And um, <laughs> mind you, I'm not yeah. 60, but um, not, yet, not, not yet. But um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a trip. So yeah, yeah, starting DJing in probably, I don't know, 91 or 90. Like, and what I mean is, you know, mixtapes and, right. and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, okay. But yeah, then stepped into touring the world with rappers right. and bands and all that and yeah so we'll get into that okay mm -hmm. so then it's then it's it's safe to say when i i'm gonna ask you this question anyways because what i do so what art or art forms are your business wow yeah so music is number one right straight up and um so that's both uh touring right like showing up live to uh Whatever ve whatever venue it is, um, and music production, so putting out putting out records, and I'm right. still and I'm still making um, mixes. Right. You know they're they're not on tape, but yeah, I'm making the uh, the digital mixtapes, and um, 
So those are the main things. Right. But so I'm that's DJing and production. Yep. DJ, okay. DJing and production. And and I also, um, I don't promote this side of my art. Right. Um, but I still will sell paintings, um, uh, specifically like canvases. Um, right. The occasional print or something like that. Right. Um, okay. And sometimes I'm commissioned for um, uh, random art. Right. Okay. Stop. Cool. Yeah. So you you got the audio visual still. I do. And you've yeah. you've you found ways to commodify both of those mm -hmm. terms. Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how long ago was it when you first thought that maybe these arts, these skills of DJing or art or visual art, could actually be a career? Like, when did you start thinking that way? Um. <clears throat> I would say in high school, um, the drive started of wanting to um, live in a different way than uh, the examples that I had. Right. So the people around me, my, I'm, the, I'm the youngest of five kids, and uh, I saw them going their routes, which was not really anywhere at that time. Um, and then, uh, like... I, you know, my pop died when I was 10, so right, that, right. you know, and so that wasn't really a factor in, in influence. And then watching my mom just work, 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 work. I was just thinking, like, there's got to be another way. Right. And my biggest influence was hip hop. And um, my biggest teacher was hip hop. It was MCs. And it was... It, yes, it was them, but it was more about what they were talking about. Right. And um, and not only what they were talking about, but how they were doing it, and um, and and not just um, not just the MCs, but the whole thing. Right. Um, and I felt like I could uh, hone in on the skill of, right. of making music. Um, DJing, all that, and um, and so I did. Uh, is that what you asked? <laughs> you know, so hey, you know, you know we live in the kitchen, so anything you know, everything's going yeah. around. Look behind you. Yeah, now we do this podcast in the kitchen. We got you know, my yeah. wife Yoda Mitchell YBK in there trying to be as graceful as she can, pouring coffee. Yeah, but it kind of adds it's like good. a backdrop. It's, it's a little great. Live. No, I appreciate it. A little cafe vibe. Yeah, the best good. part of waking up. Yeah, yeah, so, right. <laughs> so no, yes, I, that's what I asked you. But so basically in high school, you started thinking like, maybe I can actually like turn some of this love for hip hop into like a viable money-making life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was the option because part of listening to hip hop for me and specifically, uh, uh, you know, there's so many, so many uh, subgenres or right. so many pieces in, of, of hip hop that, that you could call hip hop, and so much of it isn't really hip hop, like, right. not even close to it when you get into it. But uh, for me, the strongest um, part of hip hop at that time was the knowledge, mm -hmm. the wisdom, and the understanding. Right, and um, one of the biggest things that I was learning is how much that I was being lied to, just mm. just as a human being across the board. Right. 
And um, already I, I had issues with school and I, I wasn't a bad kid or anything like that. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would probably definitely, if it was nowadays or whatever, be labeled some kind of ADHD or whatever. Right, right. Um, with that being said, my eyes were also very open and I was very interested in learning, but like so many teachers are just going through the motions yep. and they're yep. assholes, like yep. a lot of them, unfortunately, in my experience mm -hmm. at that time. And um, so uh, the combination of learning all these life tools and not only that, but the beautiful skills of, of hip hop and just the art of it, um, I was just drawn in uh, spiritually and right. um, through the wisdom also that all the directions that the MCs pointed to. Right. Look to look to the east for this. Look to that. Look to this and and the sciences and the eat better and right, the take right, care right. of yourself and Beef. all that. What and a like, relief. Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> um, uh, just like yeah, there's a Jungle Brothers quote. Uh, is, is, oh man, I'm not even going down right, that road. Right, it's right. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it was music of the movement. It, right. And it, within within hip hop, you have movement music. Right. You know, Parches, Teachers, X Clan. Yeah. Um, uh, Brandobian, Arrested Development, mm -hmm. um, and 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 so on. Right. And uh, Jungle Brothers, like um, that was molding me. And I was like, okay, not not only are these teachers, uh, I'm not vibing with them, and school wasn't great for me, mm -hmm. that form of like regular public school. Um, I dropped out, and I'm not proud of it, and I'm not ashamed of it. It just is what it is. Right. And um, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn things that were the truth or closer to it, um, than than what there was. Right. And uh, and that just, just like, okay, I'm gonna jump in spiritually and musically and I am gonna make this first of all, it's my dream. Right. Like I'm watching Yo M T V raps. I know what it feels like to um, I know what it feels like to paint a wall. I know what it feels like to be in a dance circle. Right, right. And then I was knowing what it was like to be on the turntables. Right. You know, and be in ciphers and all that with MCs. And and um, I made it a point. I made it an agreement. At the time, I didn't know I was making the agreement, but it was very, it's very clear looking back that I was making an agreement that I would live my dreams and I would manifest and... Um, that I would make this happen, and I kind of did it in a way where um, I I made it so I didn't have another choice. Right. Because right, partially, okay. the other thing is this: I didn't have another choice. Right. Um, my mom worked too much. Right. To to kind of like hold it down, I was able to slip through the cracks. Right. And um, she didn't even know that I wasn't going for however long. Right. And um. But I was fo I was focused on music. I was focused on art. I practiced these things every single day. Right. So it was, there wasn't really like a aha moment. I can actually make money off of this that I love. It's more like, this is just the way of life. I have to do this. I have to figure out a way to, the yeah. like, weave this conscious commerce. Like, 
what I've what this culture has given me, I have to figure out a way to make a living being immersed in contributing to this. That's yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's it. There was definitely no aha moment. Right. So there was not, so okay, well there not goes. at not at that time. Right. Yeah. So so okay. It's basically been a, a business from the day after you started really getting into it because that became your way. That was your pathway. That was Yeah, your, it's yeah, been just, hard work and effort. Okay. Like just it's been work. Right. Straight up. So what was yeah. your first paid gig where you were like, Ugh, I got paid to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't know if this was the uh you know what, the first paid gigs were um and this is even before I had two turntables. Right. Um I had a tape deck and an old uh belt drive turntable and um I saved up enough to get the whatever hundred dollar mixer from Radio Shack. Right. The classic one that everyone got. Um I made mixtapes and the, my first thing that where I ever actually made money was selling a tape for like five or ten bucks. Right. And that was a big deal. Just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like and then, you know, continued to do that and then started doing some house parties and um and still it wasn't a lot. It might be Twenty bucks. It might be forty bucks. Right. I mean, but it was back in the seventies, so you know. Yeah. (laughs) No. No, Okay. So, so to be clear, so so to be clear, we're talking, we're talking uh, around between ninety and ninety three before I DJed my first club. Right. Okay. Um, And so it uh, wasn't the seventies. No, man. I'm I'm I was born in nineteen seventy five. I'm forty seven years old. Okay. And um, so I was I was fifteen in nineteen ninety. And so that time surrounding that, like 88 through 93, yeah. let's say, the golden age and era, mm-hmm. era of, uh, um, of, of knowledge in hip-hop and, right. and, um, and loving yourself. And, uh, and, and, and. Right, and, and. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. So 90s. Yeah, I mean, describe that feeling. I want you to go a little bit more into that feeling of like, when you started, maybe not the very first time you made some money, but like after a while, when you started, when it set in, like, dude, like I can weave this, I can actually weave this into something, like monetarily, where it's actually gonna sustain my life. Like, what did that feel like? That felt, um, it felt gratifying. It felt like, oh, like, um, I've worked hard enough. Right. And I'm dope enough. Like I've honed in the skill right. of of DJing specifically, because through most of the '90s it was straight up DJing. It wasn't. Right. I didn't. I didn't get my MPC 2000 until like '98. Right. Right. Um, and then you know I had to hone that in before I started really making albums and beats right. for people and all that type right. of stuff. Um, so it 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 was gratifying. It felt um deserved i still knew i i I knew that i had dues to pay Mm -hmm. um and i also felt like um this is right this is right for me um i should be getting paid right (laughs) right you know what i'm saying that's kind of like a big first thing is like i I should be i should get paid that's part of it it's like acknowledging your worth is such a big deal and that is something especially if your own no, I was gonna say especially if you're your your own boss. Right. But I think period, like across the board, yeah. working for someone, whatever your mode is of navigating right. life, um, knowing your worth, um, 
is really, really important. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean is, is also is knowing when you're not quite up to par also. Right. And that you have a lot to learn. Being honest with yourself, yeah. Yeah, to be honest with yourself and to acknowledge um, those that you could learn from and situations. And, uh, like, that's, that's crucial, I think. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to knowing your worth, and you said a, a few really key things that tie into knowing your worth, you said... I put in the work. I became the dope DJ. Like I was aware of my skill due to the time I put in. Therefore, I know my worth and I went through. And the, one of the important things to me is some people, when you hear know your worth, they just put their worth as some abstract value that they want. Yeah, yeah. And not, not balance it out with, well, have you put in the work to, be, to earn that value? Yep. You know, so like you put it in, in sequential order without even thinking about it. It's like, I put the time in. Mm -hmm. I developed the skill. Therefore, I knew my value. Because yeah. I knew what I put in and I knew where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, and then still was like, I still need to pay dues though. Mm -hmm. So what was a tough lesson you learned? One of the earliest tough lessons you learned about navigating your art and business intertwined? Um. Jeez, where to start? Uh, it's funny because that's more of a felt, um, like I could feel it as you asked the question, like mm -hmm. I could feel what that feels like. Um, explaining it might not be as easy. Okay, well, what does a tough lesson feel uh, like? <laughs> what is it, it, it feels, um, it feels disappointing, like I, whatever, like disappointing myself for maybe not standing up for myself, mm -hmm. which, happened yeah plenty because i was often the younger dude right and like um yeah i mean i i put myself in the position because of skill and taste right um to play with ogs like right like people who are already killing it people who were um five, seven to ten years older than me, right. you know, like, um, and uh, I just, I felt when I was being let down, mm -hmm. if I wasn't being paid enough, I knew very much from M every MC, if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm talking to you, right, you know, right. <laughs> everybody who paid me, yeah. uh, like, $100 for that show when you know you got a G or whatever right, for it, right, like, right, right. you know what I'm saying, like, um, like I got, I, I don't live at home. I, I pay rent. Like right, I, you know, right. I got, you know, my girl's tripping. Like, <laughs> right. you know, She's um, not happy with what you came home yeah, with. Man, yeah. So I dealt with those things, but I also knew that I, I, I did acknowledge that what I was learning from these situations. Right. And, um, that I was still okay in my situation. Like, right. I wasn't in a place where I'm going to be um, uh, sleeping on the street. Right. Like, like some, of, some of the other homies in, the, in their situations. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't there. So I was like, okay, I'll put up for this with this as right. long as I could. Until further, and, and, yeah. and, and to be clear, it wasn't just putting up with because there's so much right. love and art and beautiful experiences right. had. But there was enough of uh, n enough times where it was just like, oh, yeah, like, 
I'm being walked on right I'm now. I'm fully aware. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of, of, of this. Right. And, and, it's a, and it's a trip going from, man, this is an amazing opportunity just to be out here doing this. And I'm just stoked to get paid mm-hmm. to like, yeah. I mean, you know, at some point I'm probably going to want a little bit more to being like, yeah, no, I, I, I actually fully aware that I'm not getting paid what I, yep. you know, because there's so like, you know, especially like, you know, with touring. Mm-hmm. And shows like there's so much non-monetary currency that we're receiving straight up from performing the travel, the stage, the cultivation, the contribution of the culture. So yeah. when you first get in, it's very hard to see past that or to embrace that, but then still be like, yeah, but this, this is business. Like people are making money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you know, so me being the tour manager, where let's say like, like I'm the tour manager, the opener guy, you're DJing for the headliner guys, and we're all in the same pool, and I'm seeing these different angles, you know. And then later on, I become the manager of the headliner guy, who then brings on my DJ to be their DJ, mm-hmm. and then I have to figure out how to pay, and you know, whoop de whoop. And I try to do my best to pay fair, but so when you're talking to the rappers, you know, what you're saying is like, yes, like there's this facade if they're not careful that MC is the most important person. Everything else is just a light. Like it's just to accentuate. I mean, I could do the show without you, but I really want you because I think you're my, you know? <laughs> yep. yep, um, yep. And so what I've, what I've said to my friends who are DJs, even, even my DJ, when he, you know, he's having a moment where he was like, you know, like, I feel like I should be getting paid more. Mm-hmm. And what I learned to help quantify it for them in a fair way is like, if you could be making more money DJing to where you can't be here, mm-hmm. we have to pay you more. Word. You know, and it wasn't like yeah. kick rocks if you don't like it, but it's like, no, I know your value and I believe you deserve whatever you can get. Yep. So if you feel this is holding you down, like off the record, because it's not my best interest as I'm managing the headliner to tell my D- the DJ to go do something else to create value, but For sure. but being yeah. able to say like, no, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we've allotted, um, but if you have other work and you get so busy that we can't afford you this way, yeah. then we have to pay you what you want because you are so valuable to this show. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I um, to, to acknowledge, like, I, um, jeez, there's just so much within this conversation, <laughs> my lord. Um, I'm not. I'm not speaking about anyone specifically. I'm talking about across the board of, yeah. of people who I worked with. Um, uh, my my mind is exploding with just just <laughs> thoughts because um it's it's not ju- it's there's emotion like yeah. wrapped up in the, in yeah. how all this stuff feels. Um, uh, yeah, I'm literally drawing a blank because of um, <laughs> well, it's. What 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 was your actual question? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. You. So, what I asked, what did I? Oh, what was the tough lesson you learned? See, so it just went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah how yeah, did yeah. it feel? And then it went through that. And so, yeah. you know, but like, if you could, if you can encapsulate like, just one valuable tough lesson, like one tough love lesson you learned early that really helped, like go, okay, yeah, I, I okay, I need to move. Lesson learned. Um, (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's interesting. Like, I, I think of the specific things, like situations, like, oh, I messed up. Like, you know, I was at the House of Blues DJing with KRS One. And oh, you're you thinking know. like from a DJ standpoint, like, like yeah, 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 I, yeah. I missed yeah, a cue, or like, I. Well, yeah, like the record was <laughs> skipping. Like the record, like I. Hey, that's a tough lesson. Like, yo, I DJ with KRS One. Yeah. At, at the House of Blues, he asked me to play with him. Yeah. And. He was like, play something really slow. Right. I'm saying this because this does, this sticks out as yeah. like as like this is a bad memory right here. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> is a uh, he was like, play something really slow, and uh, for me, yeah, slow is slow. Cause like sixties. Because I'm like a I come from a crew of stylers. Right. Like, right. You know right. Like I mean? choppers People and who shit. Choppers yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Project Blow. Yeah. So, <laughs> but like, like you know people who do their thing and they could really flip and and i know that he's dope like right. i know that he uh, like yeah yeah so i was playing something really slow and right. i was doing it a creative way i had two different records that were both really slow right and um and i was flipping back and forth but one of them it, one of them had a breakdown and i feel like in the middle of that breakdown there was a little skip so when it would come back in, it would come off beat. Oh, like so a little hitch thought, his giddy up. So he, you know, but he didn't throw So wait, it. are you blaming the record? I'm absolutely blaming okay. the record. Because I know how to get a skip out a little quick, you know, with the nail yeah, rub yeah, the record. Yeah. Or, you know, spin it real fast or forward. Right, whatever. right. But it wasn't going out. And I couldn't, I, I didn't save it. Right. And later, I was, there was a studio session and um, with another artist, and and he was the one who had put it together. KRS One did. Right, right. And um, he was like, yeah, uh, you know, he he played with me before, and he didn't know where the one was. And it's just like, what? Oh, he Do hit you, you with see? that. Like, first of all, you saw how oh. dope I was. That's why oh. you asked me to play with you. Oh. Like, and that I'm killing it with MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I hold myself high yeah. as a DJ who plays with MCs. Right. Like, I I do. You're the backing band. Like, you actually DJ in a way that accentuates and gives space. I know what to do. Yeah. yeah. I know what to do. I've <laughs> sat in randomly with you know some of the top. Yeah. And um, and uh, so for him to say he doesn't know where the because of that record skipping, right, right. Thought, and I was just like, like it made me mad and also so disappointed. Like, dude, come on. Right. Man. He like, hit you in that, that, and it, that and spot. And he didn't say it to me. It was something that I heard from somebody right. else. Which, is, just which like, means that, that was it was coming off his lips to other people. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. man. So what's the lesson on. in that? So the lesson is in that is uh, if it happens once, don't let it happen again. All right. That's that, like straight up. There's that's a good lesson. There's certain things that you don't like. There's there's a way to avoid that. Right. And how and find it. Find that way. Right. Like that's my thing. Is like if if there's a problem, you fix it right away. You right. don't you don't throw your arms up and and say, you know, like oh sorry everybody whatever. You fix it right away. Right. That that's maybe doing the the beat with your hand instead. If he keeps rapping, right. you know there's a skip. You know there's a You just spot. go boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Right, you right. don't let you don't let that record keep right. Speaking. Okay. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mean, yeah. there's been so many situations of like, uh, oh, the mixer, there's an issue, or the needles, right. or Serato. Jeez, like the whole digital computer situation. Right. Transition. I've yeah. ran into so many issues. Right. 
I'll share just this is just a quick little yeah, sign yeah, up. Yeah. I was DJing one of these uh, color throw festivals where right. they throw all the colors yep, in the air. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so uh, I was playing this huge one, thousands of people yeah. out, out in the crowd, and um, uh, as if it's not difficult enough to have all this stuff <laughs> going on your right, right. E equipment. Um, uh, there was no the stage wasn't covered and it was hot. Oh, this is in, oh, U this oh, in yeah. Utah. Yeah. Computer completely dies. Yeah, it's overheated. What do you do? I'm the DJ. Right. There's a drum kit over there. There's a band coming on after us. Right. I was like, yo, anybody got sticks? I jumped on the drum kit. And, and we just, finished just a half. We had about half an hour left in the set. And yeah. some dude with a bass jumped up. And we, like, just straight up. Just what did it. <laughs> there's another show. Yo, there's another show. Yeah. The equipment wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, uh, we, you know, I was like. We had a contract and right. a writer, the whole thing. But I'm not going to say, oh, I can't do the show. Right, right. I saw Jimbei on stage, and I was like, hey, you guys got a, uh, you guys got the uh, the little link up to the phone? So, because I had a drum machine on my phone. Right, right, right. So, between the Jimbei and playing drum beats on my phone, we did a show. Right, you're able to. Like it. I did my show. You didn't follow up, but I. So we still get paid proper. Right, exactly. You, know I mean? you didn't like, do it. Yeah. That that is one of the biggest lessons is the show must go on right in the most graceful way possible right. So that ties into my next question: like, what are three main skills that have been the most helpful in navigating this business with your art? Um, and this is I'm going to start with the hardest one. Right. Um, the hardest one is to not take things personal. Right. And which this takes me back. This is this is something I meant to say during the about the conversation about the MCs and getting paid, right, and knowing, right. knowing your worth. Is um, looking back um, more than ever because I eventually stepped away mm -hmm. um, from working under people so much. Um, I, I I still work with people and I know when when to lead and when to follow. Like it's right. all good. Right. Um, with that being said. Looking back, more than ever, I understand that they were running their empire, mm -hmm. and they, and that it's it's not always evident or just obvious that how much money is needed to do so. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I acknowledge that with with all the all the homies who you know, right, right. You know who <clears throat> didn't always pay proper. Right. Um, like I acknowledge they had an empire to run. Right. Like. And um, and I was in a supporting role, right? And I learned a lot from that, right? So yeah, um, I didn't take it per that personal then. If I, I think if I did, I wouldn't have done it for so long. <laughs> um, and and and, yeah. and to be clear, also, it, it wasn't all bad. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like, you yeah. know it's yeah. yeah, I loved it. My years of playing with the various MCs and bands yeah. and stuff. But it's um, I mean I'm gonna interject. It's important um, to share the grit. Like our, this, this podcast is really, um, it's not about gloss. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we want to give thanks and put in the frame of concept that you're saying, like we wouldn't have been doing or be doing this if it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's some shit. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> and, and to acknowledge that, yeah. like the good always outweighed the bad. Yeah. It did. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. Right. Like exactly. I love what I do and I have loved what, I, what I've done. Right. Like, and I respect it, and right. I think of it highly. And um, anybody, I've, I've, I don't have 
any ba- hard feelings about anybody. Right. Like straight up, like I I don't. Right. I mean, um, uh, so that's not taking it personal. So that's don't t- not yep. taking things personal is is a big deal. Yeah. It's very it's hard. Tough. Yeah. It's very tough, and it is very, it is a very special tool to use navigating just everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a big one. So that's a big one. Um, sorry, what were you saying? The other tool. Uh, okay. What are the other two tools? So. While you're thinking of the other two, you know, tools that have helped you navigate this life. There we right? go. Yeah. So yeah. the one is don't take anything personal. And just on a funny tip on that one, I've actually had an artist that I was managing at one point in time try to convince me that I should stop rapping and just focus on managing him mm-hmm. because I'm okay as a rapper, but I'm way better as a manager. And we <laughs> could get a lot further faster if we did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard um, to not take that personal. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know. Absolutely. I, I feel that. Here's what um, I'm sure that person didn't understand. Right. Is what made you so great as a manager right. for that person is that you had the patience and the artistry um, in your life that brought you joy and skill and... Right and patience to deal with somebody like that. Exactly. Um, somebody without those outlets, uh, sorry, outlets yeah. don't last that long. No. Um, no. I, w- I tell people, yeah. if I didn't get to open, I would. I, I probably wouldn't have tour managed much more than like a couple times. Word. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, you have to find a way to nourish and replenish so you have the cachet to deal with. Look, I've I've yeah. I've had the pleasure and honor of uh, uh, touring with you many many times. Like you know, when we're touring, we mm-hmm. become we we become roommates. Yeah, like straight yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's there's the good managing, right. which is which is great and important. Like show up on time, get get, right. get paid, sure. all that right, like, cool right. stuff. But a big part of it that uh, may not be obvious to people is the vibration that, right. you, that you bring. Like, and I'm talking about you, but I'm, I'm also talking about in general. Right. Being positive. Uh, knowing that, acknowledging that there is a way, there is hope, and there's a way to do it um, without everybody whatever, getting in a fight. Right, Or, or right. whatever. Cause <clears throat> Being I, hella tight. Because I've seen the other version. Right. Uh, the <laughs> right. other version of a tour manager. Right, right. right. And, um, yeah, so <laughs> there that is. So that's a big um, number one. All right. That's a big number one. Other two um, tough lessons. Uh, or t- tools. No, tools, Tool- right? Uh, yep, tools. Sorry, tools to navigate yeah. <laughs> l- life? No, no, no. To navigate. The three main skills Uh-oh. that have been most helpful in navigating business. See, we Uh-oh. just so you know, guys, who you're listening right now, like, me and Drez have so much interwoven in our lives, personally, spiritually, business-wise. I mean, Drez has been a big part of my formative years of everything I do now. Um, so the conversation is weaving in a lot of these things that we're doing our best to hone it, but it's got to breathe. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I can't I don't really function that well. I know there's like an ac- academic way of speaking without emotion and Yeah, that, nah, we and ain't that's about not that. me. That's not me. Um so um so three main um, skills. You gave me the so first one. It's big yeah, luck. Yeah, don't don't try not to take it. Or yeah, don't take anything personal. Um uh Oh, navigating business. 
Um, yeah, because you're this is this is what this is. Um, your main skills in navigating your your art empire. You turn it. You know, yeah, as I think uh, time to replenish. So whatever, if that's like um, meditation is a tool, right? Um, mantra, like that word mantra. It's mm-hmm. it's actually man in in tra. It's like to to um, make it up, and it's mantra means mind tool. Mm-hmm. Um, mantra is something that I do, right? And, um, my because uh, yoga is a big part of my life, so for me it's it's Sanskrit mantra. Right. Um, but with that being said, if you have something that you make up, you know, um, uh, that's um, that's important. Right. Meditation, like you know, yeah. that gives you space to see things clearly. Right. Um, the ability to step back and breathe before you um, before you go. Right. Um, Which is hell of important because if you're in the wrong space and you're trying to deal with business and someone rubs you in a way you deem not cool yeah oh yeah exactly like in my situation i'm someone who's like like literally on stage right so i can't let a situation um i can't let it show right i think it's whack when people like show up and all pissed off and yelling at sound man and yeah and yeah being, you know like that's whack that's, Far too that's common. not what yeah, Far yeah too common. that's not why we're here yelling we, at sound man that's yeah. those are just your best ally for a good show fools yeah, man that's, that should be, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, i'm sure it happens in other genres with boy and hip-hop god yeah, man yeah, yeah everything's the sound man's fault yep. so yeah just yep. having that replenishment and you yeah. know what you spoke on even before i asked this question is a great skill and that's the ability to improvise, the show must go on. Yeah, you know, so having you know the ability and the tools and the wherewithal to be like, regardless, you got to be resourceful. Yeah, I right. I plan to improvise. Right. I guess I guess in other words, um, it, I just being in the moment mm-hmm. is so important. Right. Um, and I think that probably goes back to to um, what is obtained or or what you learn from meditating. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I the third, I'm, I'm trying to think of, um, yeah, I mean, that's three so right there. I mean, but did I say three? Oh yeah. I mean, the, yeah. Cause I, I woke like it back second, in. Yeah, I picked yeah. up the nugget from before, but you, you know, um, so, you know, not taking things personal, you mm-hmm. know, finding ways to replenish, to step out, to meditate, find mm-hmm. your mantra. Um, and then all the other one was, <clears throat> you know, just being versatile, being ready for it all. The show must go on, mm-hmm. you know, just being yeah. equipped. So, I mean, those are, you know, versatility. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you, the more tools you have in your chest, the better you're able to navigate when things go wrong. Straight up. You know, like back there was a there was a show. Uh, one of probably one of our tours. I think I was opening in uh, the Wild Duck in Eugene, Oregon. Wow. And I had yeah. my mini disc. Mm. I was still using the mini disc. Yep. And my mini disc locked up like it just wouldn't play. And I had my 15 minutes, and so. A big part of my set was stand-up comedy, you know, and the other part was some acapella verses, you know. There it is. But, you know, otherwise, you know, if Drez was there, I would, you could all, you hear the cue in the back and you just get into it, but you got to be ready, right? You got to feel, yeah. you got to feel like whatever happens, I'm still putting on a show. Like yeah, yeah. some form of show, if I have my skateboard, I'll be skating on stage. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, Okay. <clears throat> What do you think some of the biggest misconceptions are about turning your art into a business? <laughs> that that it's easy, right? Uh, that it's it's uh, um, that you're gonna love it. 
dynamics that the idea if you've uh what is that saying if you do what you love you've never worked a day in your life that's not true even <laughs> close right <laughs> whoever did whoever wrote that was is just yeah. was they say that way after they've done working but not when they were yeah that. <laughs> yeah it's just that's not true i i right. work very hard right and um it's uh sometimes it flows from me sometimes right. it does i'm not I'm not going to not acknowledge that. I'm so grateful. Right. And with that being said, so much of it is real work and right. effort. <laughs> um, what you hear, um, what you see me do on stage is years and years and years of doing it over and over and over and over again. Right, right. And what you hear on a record is just the version that you heard. Like uh, music is often like photography. That 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 picture you saw, there was probably ten to a hundred. Right. That, you know, <laughs> trying to capture trying to get, that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That skateboard trick that you saw in that video. Right. Like. <laughs> right. Know, there's bound to be three to fifteen times where they fell yeah. before yeah. they. At you know, least. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. And. Uh, um. Yeah, well, was it, I was, see, see that's the good, thing with me good. is like I like I, all this is 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 they're deep. It's deep feeling for me. Yeah, because I do love this. I truly love it. Yeah, and um, uh, so and and for me the feelings um, because they're so deep and because I'm a whatever I'm a I'm a spiritual creature. Right. Like I don't I don't often find um. Uh, a way to define or explain it right. verbally so, right, right. so well. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm a DJ. Like, right, I, yeah, I, I speak with my hands. Hey, we're, we're, Conduct energy through sound. Where words yeah. fail, music speaks. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, and it is hard to compress a plethora of 30 years of experience, joy, challenges, and a nice sweet bite size but we we try we're gonna do it but it is is not but this is cool like it's my part my 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 desire with this podcast is to show um the nuance the pain the struggle the joy of the relationship between art and business it's a very difficult one yeah um and it takes a while to get harmony and sometimes people never find harmony in it yeah i i mean yeah i know i know plenty of people are just like it's uh they started it, you know, whether it's a clothing line mm-hmm. or, you know, there's various forms of doing art yeah. and uh, <clears throat> as a business, um, music, whatever, that they just, they get turned off by yeah. it because the business side of it is regular business. Yeah. The business side is not artistic. Yeah. Getting back to people um, in yeah. emails and and tech writers and all that stuff. There's nothing... Not shit um, most artists like to do. Yeah. Thus, Tion always had a job. Word. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah. It's, you know, like you're saying, it's... it's Like, I always use the analogy of, you know, a chef. So, let's say you're a chef and you're at a restaurant. You just love to cook. Mm. So, you've been at this restaurant for so long that the customers know you. And they're like, man, I come for you. I come for what you cook. Mm-hmm. And then you get this bright idea because your homies have been gassing you. And you're kind of like, man, I could run my own. People come for me. Then you start your own restaurant. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, you're a chef, sure. 
but now you might be the one accountant. You might be the one going to get new straws and napkins. You might be the one paying the bills and signing the lease and getting the insurance and staffing the place and managing the, you know, all of a sudden you take a pie and maybe your pie was 80% cooking mm-hmm. at the restaurant you weren't, you were working at. Now, if your own restaurant cooking is probably not as much as it was. Yep. And that can be a drag. Like, you know, yeah. that's very disheartening if you didn't go in with that understanding of it. You might have just been like, I should have just stayed at this restaurant. Yeah. All I got to do is show up and cook. Yeah, right. There, no, there's, there's, there's been times where I fantasize about being, uh, like, this was even before Uber or whatever. I've right. seen myself, like, you know, uh, like, like as a, as a, a flossy, like, driver. Yeah. Of, you know what I mean? Or, like, because I enjoy to drive. I yeah, enjoy driving, yeah. you know? We I would mean, switch shit, off hey, driving in tours and exactly. all that. Exactly. So, I do Uber on the side just partly because I like driving. Work, yeah, work. Yeah. That's, like, there's a special thing in that. Yeah. Not only that, like, you could play music and, oh, and you know. Um, yeah. And but but just but just speaking to and and getting the experience of a uh, a, divi- a diverse range of people mm-hmm. um, is interesting. It's yeah. an interesting part of life. Um, or I've even I've even uh, you know fantasized about bagging groceries at like Trader Joe's right. or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Not that I really want to do that, but it's also not bad either. Yeah. Because like you know I've. Not always. I'm I'm quiet often, but if you ask the right question or in the right way, we start talking. And right. I've had some really cool, in- in- interesting conversations, just be- with the people bagging groceries. Oh yeah, hey, yo, it's I, funny. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just making. I'm, I think it's funny <laughs> just that I'm even talking about that. No, but um, that's real. Um, uh, I was trying to think of another misconception. I think the big thing is that um, you're not working, right? Um, and that uh, music business, uh, th- those words don't really go together. Right, right. Like they really don't. Um, and they and it truly is a separate thing. So you got to be able to to do both. Right, different lines. I mean, yeah. the skill of just returning an email. Yeah. Or returning a call is crucial. It is such a big deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, damn, getting back to people on social media, like that's really important. Yep. Um, and I'm, I still find messages like, how did I miss that? Right. Like, right. dang. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So even assembling, even like assembling a team. So that way, if you just want to be the primarily the music person, you have a team that can help with the other things. But I tell people like when you're independent, you know, if you don't have a manager, guess who's the manager? Yeah. <laughs> like, you straight up if you don't have a marketing machine guess who's the marketing machine if you don't have a pr person to i mean and it's like yeah so that's where we start and then we build if we can but when you're talking about groceries i wanted to big up my man teddy over at trader joe's and uh on oak grove he's like a super ross like real happy oh, white dude uh, yeah okay. he's like <laughs> he loves reggae music and disney like he goes him and his wife go to disneyland all the time and go to reggae shows that's so funny because yeah. those two feel so far apart yeah yeah i, <laughs> I was great. i was impressed it's, it's but, great yeah, but yeah. tying back into like the fantasizing of other jobs or different things because part of it is because when you run your own business there's so many moving parts all the time and it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You can't really, it's hard to take a break because shit, there's, things are happening. And God forbid if things are really happening, you really don't want to take a stop because things are really happening. And it's like, you know, where you see somebody who's like, 
man, that person who's just working the groceries, they just show up, they bag groceries, they greet people, and then they leave their work and they go home and they can... And that's really what I'm talking about. It's set for them. Yeah. Like they have a set thing that yeah. they do. It's done. Their time off is their time off. The mm-hmm. weekend when they get off work, work yeah. whatever. Like for me, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Like, and it's really interesting because I heard of people years ago that when they went on vacation, they didn't know how to relax and oh, stuff yeah. like oh, that. Dude, I, I heard of that. And I was yeah. just like, how is that a thing? Like just you go and you cool out and whatever. Yeah. But I realized, you know, some years ago, however long it's been, I, I, that I, I had the realization I'm one of those people now. Yeah. Because first of all, for me, art doesn't stop. Right. Uh, I can't help but to see everything like that there is to see in life. Right. Whether it's the the way the the water created this mark on the sidewalk <laughs> or right. this this peeling paint of this old door or right. um not to mention all the actual art, not to mention all the all the, the art of nature. Right. And people and like um I am inspired and obsessed by art and creating it right and the art of life not definitely i am not just talking about obvious things right right uh, um, and the abstractness of um our existence right and um so man like so like something like a mind body discipline to balance that out right or and that could just be something fun whether it's skateboarding or Right. Whatever your thing is, going like your to non-business related. Yeah, yeah. going to going to the gym, taking a run, whatever gets you in a zone. Like you need that. You got to yeah. have something that balances out. Um, the uh, it like I have a desire to create and to keep going forward, and, right. and like I enjoy it. I love it. Um, it's and on top of that, it's a necessity. Right. Um, because the way my mind often works is if I don't do this, then this won't happen. Right. Like, right. Um, yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's various forms of, of manifesting. Right. And there's the positive way. Of, right. <laughs> and then there's the way of um, if I don't do this, it won't happen. Right. And that is just as potent. Yeah. And, and just, and so you've, really went in deep on the art side that keeps you working and working and creating and working and working. And that's on top of the fact that if it's your business, you need to keep working because it's your monetary overhead that pays the bills that feeds your family that keeps things stable. So as, as an entrepreneur, as a self-employed person, that challenge of how do you tune out? How do you get that, that piece that the person who's bagging groceries at Trader Joe's just greeting people and mm-hmm. can leave work can have. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've often suggested to some artists like, dude, you should just get a job Word. and just make music or art on the side and have it be emancipated because it, the way you're doing it, your relationship with your art is, is strained. Yeah. You know, like I've a part-time so job can go a long way if, if your art is, cause it's, you know, like it's, it's, it's tricky. So, mm-hmm. With that, we're going to go into a song that me and Drez did. It's called Overtime. It's one of my songs. Drez did the cuts. Then we're going to get back in the second half of this podcast and go in, 
got more to talk about. So much to talk about, so little time. Art to Empire. DJ Drez. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to put in overtime work. 10,000 hours or more. Don't touch the dial or turn the volume down Maximum velocity, it's got to be Banging now, booming out your speakers It's the sound of the Zika's leaders of your new school Defeat this of the wannabe elite Defeat is mentality, living fatality Casualty of war, without ever being destroyed We lost the war without ever fighting the battle Just babble, rhetoric, cattle, man, they waiting to be herded Just take a stand, I'ma supply the demand Without the grandstand, and my voice will be that helping hand Teach one, teach one, reach one, inspire one or two Channel an ancient spirit up with the trend to you and I, as I and I play the medium, conduct your own source. This life we lead, no spectator sports. Have to activate, act like, mobilize, motivate, synergize. Driven individuals. It's overtime. The life we lead, no spectator sport. Sport, sport, sport. The job's not done until the job's well done. Always a put in overtime work. The job's not done until the job's well done. Overtime time. Uh, sometimes I find it hard not to second guess. Life's a focal press. Gotta rise above the stress. Be accountable and counted for. Speak your mind, lead the blind, make it clear. Raise your voice so the deaf can hear. Throw your pebble in the lake, make the ripple start. Cause and effect, call and response. Let's bring it along. The time is now. We can't procrastinate because if we don't act now, we might as well have still our faith. Being from the Golden State, grinds in my DNA. Warriors come out and play. Roaring now like Golden Gate. Bridge of the legend, live, place to give love. Time and space, not to waste in the place. Come on, give it yeah. up. Sometimes faith is all you have to keep it straight. So much temptation in them streets. All that forbidden fruit. But short-term gains can stifle your aim and train. If you choose to deceive the ones who believe in you. So I just keep it moving, even if that means the long road uneven unpaved with all the potholes. I got soul, solid gold, dedication, soul Out with the old, bring in a new rebirth and soul control It's overtime The life relief leaves No spectators, The job's not done until the job's well done Always a put in overtime work Overtime time the job's not done until the job, 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 Always a put in overtime work. It's overtime. Always a put in overtime work. It's overtime. Always a put in overtime work. Work, 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 work.